0: We were locking in ventures with Fortune 500 companies like Procter & Gamble, one of the biggest global companies, hygiene companies in the, um, the world. And we were locking in opportunities with those companies. And I still felt like I'm still that Black girl from working poor, shouldn't be here. Um, this isn't for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this wasn't... This wasn't for me. And so um, I had to figure out how to overcome that. Like even some, and I think it happens a lot to a lot of entrepreneurs. It's like when the best seasons are happening, there's something else going on.
1: Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by J Ventures. A community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Liometech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opus Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders, Meet Renica Smiley, founder and CEO of Generation Now. Founder Renica J. Smiley first launched Generation Now as a LinkedIn networking happy hour event hosted at local bars. Her first events featured a diverse speaking panel and began with an audience of 40 to 75 young professionals in Igby's private second floor. Fortune 500 corporate offices soon replaced Igby's when attendance grew to more than 200. Renica J. Smiley, thank you so much for joining me all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. How are you today?
0: I am doing wonderful. Thank
1: you for uh, giving me this opportunity to speak about leadership. Thank you very very much, Renika. And um, you know, Generation Now. You know, I think that there is such an interesting story that I got to 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 look into before we did this episode together. And and I did compliment you that you know I think your last name is one of the best last names I've ever I've ever seen. And so uh, great great on that. But tell me a little bit about you know Generation Now and how the, all of that started.
0: Okay, so Generation Now. Well, I'm I'm from Cincinnati but i left cincinnati for a little while i went to um i did a lot of traveling i went to a couple of different places um i wound it up in chicago illinois and atlanta georgia for a little while um you know when you're in a new city the only way you can really get to know the city is if you google find out what events is going on and so um in chicago and atlanta there's a lot of young professional uh, events there's a lot of networking going on it's thriving energy Energy in those bigger cities, and so um, I ended up coming back home to Cincinnati after being a go in a go-getter market. And I'm already a go-getter, and I seen that there was still a big need for that for young professionals in Cincinnati, and especially inclusion um, in Chicago and Atlanta. I can be in a place with people from different backgrounds, different races, dif- different sexualities. You can bump somebody by accident they're like okay that that's fine um you know sorry in cincinnati if you bump somebody they're like oh you know what i'm saying because they're not used to being in uh, a diverse and inclusive environment and so um i started generation now with a few of my friends um they actually just came back to cincinnati too we started out hosting an event just uh like a happy hour networking event and we had a panel inside yeah. of the bar where we had like corporate senior level <laughs> speakers speaking. And um, we end up growing from that to hosting events at corporation offices and actually uh, developing cohort programs. And now we're a membership based organization. Today. Tell me a little
1: bit about the, the first events that you've hosted. What, what were they like? What did you learn from the very first few events that you were doing? You know, what surprised you? What was that experience like for you?
0: So that experience, the first few events that we hosted, um, what I learned is that we were just doing like the first program we launched were just like monthly networking events. What I learned in those those first few events is that a lot of young professionals, when they would ask, ask the panelists questions, they were just questions about soft skills training. A lot of the question that young professionals asked was really about just how do they become more professional? How do they handle, how do they manage conflict? And so mm-hmm. what I have seen in those first few events is that um, young professionals need more cohort programs for for, for professional development training that would help them understand. Um, what I've seen in the first few months, which landed us sponsorships with big corporation, Fortune 500 companies in Cincinnati, is that there was a lack of diversity and inclusion um the young professionals loved our events because you can come to our events no matter your background no matter where you came from and you can feel comfortable and you can network with new people and it was really good for people coming from even bigger city markets or actually um young professionals who were new to the city it was easier way for them to get connected in a community
1: and so Was that surprising to you or was that the thesis that you had from the get-go about generation now and about, you know, what this generation needs? Yeah, well, um,
0: one of my skills is a knack for problem solving. So I actually can pick out problems and actually solve them. And so I seen that that was a big, huge solution in Cincinnati that was needed, not just in Cincinnati it's needed in other markets. Uh, just to kind of help young professionals grow, especially now, since we're in a workforce where um, we have the great resignation, we have a, yep. a lack of people actually working now, we have more people right. actually um, wanting more businesses, and so it's it's kind of, it's growing the economy, but it's hurting the economy at the same time, because if everyone's an entrepreneur, then we won't have any employees.
1: That that makes a lot of sense. Now, tell me a little bit about the scale that you've that you've used here. So, how did how did you, you know? What was the process like for you to scale to start getting those sponsorships to start working with those corporations? And what what did you learn from that experience of scaling?
0: Absolutely. So, for scaling, being that this was my second business, and I actually came from like working poor first business was as a nightlife club promoter right. um, It took me a little right. longer to kind of transition and uh learn how to kind of manage and grow a non-for-profit And so how we scaled the non-for-profit uh, we actually just decided to just continue to host events have networking events and actually do soft skill training uh, workshops for young professionals just to kind of keep them engaged. And the actual corporations begin to like sponsor our events to continue keeping the uh, events going. And so, what I end up learning in that time when we were hosting the events is that that's a really hard way to kind of grow an organization. It's a hustle because you're hustling from events mm-hmm. to events to events to events to events. To events to kind of pay the budget and keep the organization going. So um, we had to pivot and really uh, transition the business model into more of a workforce development, membership-based business model, which helps us out a lot because um, there is other young professional kind of membership-based organizations across the country in the United States that's similar to Generation Now. But what makes Generation Now difference, different is that we also have a uh, workforce development uh, proportion of it, which we're not only just training young professionals and corporate organizations, we're actually contracting, partnering with school systems, partnering with um, human service organizations to train They're actual uh, young professionals that go through their programs who are trying to come, uh, you know, make it out of poverty, make it out of working poor. And so a lot of the issues with human services organizations, they're great organizations, but they have like a branding and a stigma that once you go through a human service organization, uh, the highest they can get you is probably a job being a bagger at Kroger's. Or at a grocery store, Generation Now we have the brand you know that is for young professionals who are thriving and trying to get to the next level within their career, and so the brand of Generation Now helps even the working class or the lower middle class young professionals who want to actually develop. So now have now how we have scaled today is. Uh, pivot into a membership-based organization where the corporations pay for memberships for their young professional employees. Um, you can pay for individual memberships. Um, of course, with the coronavirus, everything is digital. If you don't have a digital component, co- component, it's going to kind of slow you down. And so, uh, we are creating right. now an application for Generation right. Now, the digital component, where once our members log in and you pay a membership you can take courses you can visit our job board you can uh you're welcome to come to workshops where you can meet employers who will run information workshops to let you know about job opportunities that are available um and then you can network with uh people on a website like we have the the uh kind of like the facebook the news feeds where you can kind of accept friends meet people and um you can actually connect with people for like coaching or projects that you need, or mentorship.
1: If you're looking back and reflecting on, you know, the trajectory of Generation Now and what's happened there, and and the, and how you grew and expanded from events to a community to now offering these digital services and a digital community, a virtual community that is that that is here to empower this generation um, in a, in a much more impactful way, than than a lot of other organizations do. What what were sort of the, Can you pinpoint some aha moments that you've had along the journey where you or your team members, you know, just something happened and you knew that there is a potential here. You knew that something big can come out of this if you just continue and push forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, The aha moment that I had was actually about our digital component. It was um, actually an idea that we had in mind about two, three years ago. and that idea was uh with my friend. He actually's uh a, a alumni for the 30 under 30 Forbes list, he's uh, the founder of tech company Wiser, and so oh, wow. um he he went through the the um Brandery Accelerator Programming in, in uh Cincinnati. And I remember when I was talking to BK Simmons, he was like, Hey, you should probably create a digital component to what you're doing with Generation Now. And that was probably about like three years ago. And I was like, yeah, I think I could. And I'm actually still, I actually spoke to uh, BK a couple, other day, couple of days ago because I'm like, I need some help here. I need you to help me. You you started and scaled your technology business to like $5, $10 million. I need you to help me with some of uh, the stuff that we're doing because we're getting ready to pitch for um, a few different capital opportunities to really expand a uh, digital component. So I, th- I think that was probably um, the, the best aha moment. And, and it just was perfect timing with Cove, with um a lot of jobs are now remote. Yeah. cause So now it's yeah. harder to connect with people. So we had to create something digitally to still connect with people.
1: What was the most challenging piece of it all until now? If you're looking at the whole journey, what, what is the most challenging thing that you had to overcome or are still overcoming as an entrepreneur?
0: Um, I think still overcoming as an entrepreneur, imposter syndrome, um, and bootstrapping coming from an environment where you don't have a lot of people you can call for help and you have to kind of um, figure it out financially or figure out funding yourself. Um, I believe the um, the most challenging piece was non-for-profit. In Cincinnati, it, it has got better in the last two, three years, but Cincinnati lacks a huge resources for non-for-profits. So that was kind of um, one of the hindrance that we had with Generation Now and a lot of non-for-profit organizations in Cincinnati. If you want to get a non-for-profit started, it was really hard. It wasn't a lot of resources available. But um, thankfully, for um, local organizations such as uh, Leadership uh, Council for Non-for-Profits, uh, Source and even uh, uh, what's the other one? Social Venture Partners, who's actually pivot their models to help give more support to, uh, to actually uh, non-for-profits.
1: It, it has really helped us out a lot. Tell me a little bit about the the imposter syndrome that you mentioned before, because I think that is something that every entrepreneur has. I know every entrepreneur has, and I think it's something that, you know, is, is something that is always difficult to understand, difficult, especially for somebody who's not going through the entrepreneurial experience. But I think that is something that is so is so important to sort of understand and to say, okay, yes, we know we have it, but that's okay. We can still move forward with it. We can learn with it, and we can grow into it. What was that like for you or still is like for you?
0: um imposter syndrome now for me it it's still um about feeling like do I know do I know do am I making the right choice? am I making the right decision? am I really hearing from the Lord because I am a woman of by I'm a woman of faith, so I follow God. And so um, I feel like he gives us the plan of what to do. And so I'm like, you know, that's why I reach out to like, okay, am I doing the right thing? I know before um, it was a lot of anxiety. I used to have panic attacks, even in the beginning when I was like, we were locking in ventures with Fortune 500 companies like Procter & Gamble, one of the biggest global companies, hygiene companies in the, um, the world. And we were locking in opportunities with those companies. And I still felt like I'm still that black girl from working poor shouldn't be here. Um, This isn't for me. You know what I'm saying? Like this wasn't, this wasn't for me. And so um, I had to figure out how to overcome that. Like even some, and I think it happens a lot to a lot of entrepreneurs. It's like when the best seasons are happening, there's something else going on. But, um, I know what has helped me out is a uh, psychology understanding a lot. Like I, I just recently was diagnosed with, um, depression and anxiety. I didn't know that I had depression and anxiety. Wow. And now that I have uh, yeah. been actually learning how to deal with those challenges that I, that I had just became aware of, um, now I understand, okay, a lot of the things I were thinking, a lot of the things that I was thinking was more of um, less of insecurity. So I'm thinking, oh, this is insecurity. Like, oh, this is maybe I have low self-esteem. That's the imposter, imposter syndrome, when a lot of it was just anxiety. And so, wow. um, I- and that's what yeah. I'm going to school for now is psychology too. So um, I-, I learned a lot is a lot of our decision-making, a lot of the Challenges that we have um, is really getting to the the nitty gritty of those issues and finding a way to unconditionally love ourselves no matter what we're going through. And so I think that's the um, that's the most um, coolest opportunity yet you can find to be able to be um, the best version of yourself to perform with your business is really getting to the uh, the nitty-gritty of the personal issues that's bothering you this is all the motivational videos that you see on youtube all education all the self-help books that's all they're doing is helping you become a better version of yourself so those distractions or the blind sides that you're having they they won't bother you so much so it's a lot of soul searching that you have to do, and a lot of it that I found out is is really just courage.
1: If you were to go back in time and give yourself one one tip from your experience, what would that tip be?
0: One tip from my experience that if I had to go back and uh, talk to Renika, I I would tell Renika, Renika, it's going to be okay. Like, you're going to get there. Um, Enjoy life. Don't run yourself to the ground. Enjoy the moments. Enjoy every single moment. It's it's all great moments. Um, That was one of the hugest issues I had with depression. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through is uh, with being antisocial, working so much that you work so much alone that you can isolate yourself. And that's kind of what happened to me as a young professional, um, things were falling apart a few years ago, but I, I can't believe I still was like the, the you know, it was like um, the roof, the water's coming out of the roof and the sky's falling on you and you're just holding it up. Like uh, it doesn't matter how bad this thing gets. I'm going to just keep holding my hands up like this. That's, that's how I felt at the time. But um, I end up having um, a mental breakdown moment and I had to uh, really get myself back together. I had to understand that balance and I'm a Libra too. um, But balance, balance is really important to really balance your life out and just enjoy those moments uh, because the isolation, being an entrepreneur, even being a CEO or a leader at a company, it can uh, really take a toll on you. So, I think that's
1: what I want to I, I want to thank you. You know, we came into this conversation talking about Generation Now. We're leaving it with what I think is the epitome of leadership, which is being able to share, you know, honestly and authentically these experiences that are common to so many people. And it's so uncommon to hear about them. In an authentic and honest way, and I really want to thank you for for being vulnerable here and for opening yourself up and for be w- willing to share with me uh, and with anybody who's listening, you know, a, a glimpse of the of the self, the struggles that also happen, uh, but more importantly, you know, the the looking back and saying, okay, it's okay, you know, we can enjoy the moments. It's all about one big journey. Let's love the moments, and and uh, and if we truly enjoy them and, and harness them that'll be the best thing that will propel us forward. So Renika, thank you very, very much. Um, Again, love your last name. I'm gonna, I I wish I had a last name like Smiley. I think it's uh, fantastic. And uh, uh, leaving on an optimistic note and uh, best of luck with Generation Now. Thank you for all the amazing work that you're doing and stay safe and stay healthy.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to be a feature on 20 Minutes. So I'm, I'm super excited to uh, see where this opportunity takes you with uh, how you expand it. So I enjoyed watching the previous clips of Thank other uh, shows of uh, 20 leaders. And, and I'm like, okay, this is a really cool thing.
1: Thank you very, really very cool much. Podcast. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you, Annika. No problem. Bye-bye. I know Take you're going
0: to go there with that. Yeah.